Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is the Hello Kitty murder um, that occurred in Hong Kong. Um, It's kind of a a gruesome story that we're going to discuss in great detail. Um, But before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a true crime comedy podcast. We use adult language, and so if that offends you, then uh, please check out one of the other fine true crime podcasts out there who are able somehow, Brandy, to record a whole podcast without swearing. There are, there are people out there that can do that. Well, they're fucking amazing. They, they are amazing. Um, today, I'm joined uh, with my co-host, Brandy, who I'll introduce in just a second. Um, the colonel is on a... Well, the colonel is... He won't come out of his trailer. He's a diva. He is. He's in the process of announcing his candidacy for presidency of the United States, yeah. and he's in a strategy meeting, so he won't be joining. Be honest. He's he's in his trailer divaing. He is also getting ready for the um, colonel's revival that that will be held at the uh, crime or at DweebCon in October. He's going to save some souls, Brandy. Good luck. And, uh, you know, because there's a few people on our Facebook in our Facebook group that need some soul saving. I judge no one. Well, he's going to be... Lest I be judged. At <laughs> least he be judged. Well, he's, he, he, that takes a lot of preparation when you're saving souls. Well... And he's laying on the hands. First of all, he's got to find his own soul first. Well, he is going to uh, do a little faith healing. Sure. Yeah. Sure he is. And uh, he's going to save some souls. So he's busy preparing for that. So we excused him today so that uh, you and I could discuss this horrific uh, murder that took place um, back in uh, the late 1990s. Uh, But let me introduce uh, you. Thanks. uh, Brandy. Brandy is known uh, throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. She is loved... Uh, to and fro, uh, throughout throughout uh, the kingdom, I am pleased to introduce Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm hanging in there, Timmy. How are you doing? I am doing well. 
Um, I had a long weekend. I'm getting ready to move, as you know. Yes, I and do. You are moving as well. I am moving. I hate it. It's awful. I know. It's it awful. Sucks. But uh, how is uh, young Noah? Is he ready for the move? Young Noah has moved. Um, he's is he already, helping? N- well, no. No, he's he's not really helping at all. He's He's announced that when he dies, he will come back and haunt his department. And he doesn't care that nobody he knows is going to be there. He's, he's going to haunt where? He's going to haunt? His department. His department. What is his department? Well, the apartment. That's oh, what the calls, apartment. That's what he calls his apart- the apartment. Oh, oh, he's going to haunt it. Yeah. Yeah, That's he's made that decision already for well, some reason. Well, that's a, you I have don't to know. do something in eternity. You know, you, it gets boring after a while. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he's got to make these decisions now. Is he going to be a good ghost or a bad ghost? Uh, he's probably going to be a dick. <laughs> if I had to guess, if I had to guess, my guess is he's the kind of... Is he of, still, is he knock still shit pursuing the walls. his medical career? Uh, he life. is. He is enjoying, he's enjoying all of the gross videos that we can find. On YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, for our new listeners, Noah is your uh, seven-year-old? Yes. And he spends a lot of time watching medical procedures on YouTube. He does. And we have no idea why. Nope. <laughs> nope, but he watches enough of them that he gets... He, he's very critique Oh, He's very critical of others. I don't, well, I'm sure know. they appreciate his input. Well, he tries... You know, I'm sure he gives, uh, you know, uh, cons- constructive criticism. Oh, yeah, it's so constructive. Um, but I did also want to say two things. Yes. Uh, happy birthday to Miss Dottie. She yes, my mom. It was her birthday yesterday. We celebrated. Uh, Did you take her someplace nice? No, because you know she. Uh, we we don't. Uh, she doesn't go out because she doesn't like people. But we were. I'm just kidding. She likes people. But we uh, we celebrated at home with my brother and my sister in law. It was really nice. Amazing. Yes. Um, and then we also uh, Tammy. Uh, one of our listeners, one of our longtime listeners, one of our one longtime of a, listeners, part of our family, yeah, mm-hmm, is uh, has lost recently lost a member of her family. Um, so everybody, just if you get a chance, drop her a line or yeah, um, just kind of really let her know that we're thinking about her. Yes, we are. So, with uh, that being said, with that being said, I would like to thank um, the ladies from uh, the podcast how not to raise a little hitler they invited me on their show last week how was that it was so much fun and so much fun we talked about a nazi judge of course uh, probably one of your good friends and what the we- hell does that mean <laughs> well i knew you were tight with some of the nazi I'm, judicial system you're I, I was not uh, I, not I, ever well i i just assumed that uh, you had a lot of nazi friends but but i don't uh, know why you would assume that <laughs> Check out their podcast. It was we, I had a great time. It was it's called How Not to Raise a Little Hitler, and they look at uh, different villains, you know, throughout history. Yes. Probably a lot. Of your good friends. Well, maybe. Yes. Uh, well, because you're good friends with like uh, uh, Ming, uh, Mingler, and uh, you're good friends. They're a little before my time, Tim. <laughs> How fucking old do you think I am? Well, if well, you're but, you know, they're your but, spirit but, animal, but, animal. I mean. That, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. You know, Chuck's not here. I know. Someone has to pick up the slack when he's not here. They, they don't. They yeah, really because, don't. Because, you know, people like Chuck. Like, people like the colonel. 
well, those, we've got some new members of our Facebook sad. group lately. I know. And we want to welcome. We would love to invite all of you to join our Facebook group. It's History Dweebs, the podcast. You can join. And we also have some new members who are supporting us on Patreon, which we really, really appreciate. We love you. We love money. Uh, it allows the colonel to continue his good work in saving souls and laying on hands and doing some faith healing. All that's made possible by your generous donations. So if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. Let's uh, talk about Hello Kitty. Did you ever have a Hello Kitty? First of all, it's hello. Can well, you not I, say hello? hello. No. Ola. Hello. Hola, kitty. In yeah. No, I, did, I didn't really have a hello. I wasn't really a hello kitty kind of gal. I can't imagine why not, because Hello Kitty is very popular, especially I know. in Asia. You know, almost every uh, everywhere in Asia, there's Hello Kitty uh, handbags and Hello Kitty shirts, and I mean, just you know, yeah, no. you can't you can't throw a dead cat without a, hitting a Hello Kitty. Surprisingly, I never really got into it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are into Hello Kitty, but I, uh, for those of you who are not familiar. Uh, Hello Kitty is a fictional character, Brandy. Uh-huh. No shit. (laughs) It's produced by... It's a cat, by the way. Thus the name, Hello Kitty. Sure. It's produced by the Japanese company Sanrio. Sanrio. I don't think that's how you... There you go. I don't think that's how you pronounce it, but... Probably not. um, And they developed Hello Kitty, uh, the character, in 1974. So it's been around a long time. Um, not as long as you have been around, but it's been around Actually, a long time. Actually, exactly as long as I've been around. So you around. were born at the same... Have it, I've never seen you and Hello Kitty in the same room together. You haven't. That, I'm not, that not begs saying the anything. By the way, I've watched the greatest show on television last night, 90 Day Fiance, and it was spectacular, I want to say. If well, you haven't seen this season yet, you got there was a big fight. It was just so wonderful. That's so ridiculous that you watch that show. Oh, not only, now I'm not only watching it, but I'm... You DVR it, don't you? I do DVR it, but I watch it live, and I participate with online chat while I'm, while I'm watching it. Oh, so. for Pete's sake. Oh, it's really good. you got to check it out. I You've never not. watched it before. No. I cannot believe that. Because it makes me sad. Oh, it's it's wonderful. I watched Hoarders this weekend, too. Well, now, Hoarders is amazing. Yeah, this lady, her house had so much shit in her house, she was... You know, she spent her day in her driveway in her car. Yeah, that happens. That, that happens. makes me nervous. What does this have to do with Hello Kitty? Nothing. I'm sure she had some Hello Kitty stuff in there. I'm sure she, she did. I'm sure she had some dead kitties in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according to uh, the backstory for this fictional character, because you know every good fictional character needs a backstory. Wolverine does. Huh? Wolverine has a backstory. Go ahead. Yeah, he was also in uh, Les Miserables. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't reconcile those two things. It's okay. He's just an actor. Hmm. According to the backstory, she was a perpetual third grader. Kind of like my backstory. Yeah. (laughs) I was so excited uh, when I got through the third grade, I cut myself shaving. Well, perfect. Uh, And according to her backstory, she lives outside of London. Which is kind of odd since she's very, very popular in Asia and she was created in Japan. So I don't know why they have this character in London. I don't know. She probably speaks with a London accent even. She probably does. 
And congratulations to our friends in England who won the world, won the uh, their advance to the semifinals of the World Cup. Brandy, did you watch any of the World Cup this weekend? I did not. Let's find that hard to believe. Although I was busy, although Hello Kitty appears to look like a cat, according to her uh, creators, she's not a cat. She's simply a cartoon character. Well, that is stupid because she is most definitely a cat. And you call her Kitty, so. Yeah. Yeah. The Hello Kitty image is popular throughout the world, Brandy, but especially in Asia. I mean, you can get laid if you got the appropriate, you know, if you got a little Hello Kitty uh, tattoo things to, you know, to barter with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's very popular in Asia. When uh, the image can be found on over 15,000 items, Brandy. Uh, from handbags to T-shirts to cell phones to even coffins, would you be buried in a Hello Kitty coffin? I would not. I would not even make my toast in a Hello Kitty toaster. Hmm. I would. I mean, that uh, doesn't affect the toast. It does affect the toast. How does that? It would because it burns Hello Kitty on like the toast. toast with jam or just with butter? Butter. Okay. Why? I just I, I like jam on mine. That's all. Okay. Well, not judging you, but I just I feel like, like you are. Anyway, there's a Hello Kitty toaster that will burn the image of Hello Kitty onto the toast. No, I don't like that. That's I'm creepy. against that. That's creepy. I know. I watched um, for the very first time. I watched uh, the Bucket List over the weekend. Yeah, I did like good. that. It was good. Did you have you ever seen it? No. Well, you must watch it. I, you know, I'm I'm pretty limited to what I can watch. Why? Because I have a seven-year-old, and now I have well, a I'm husband. I'm sure Noah would like. And now I have a husband who wants to ask me 85 questions about what's going well, on. I'm sure Dave and and Noah would both like that. It's a it's a tearjerker, Brandy. They're out. Hmm. Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman, excellent movie. I know, I know the movie. I've just never seen it. Well, you should watch it. It's really good. Now, let me guess. They're dying. Yes. Okay. Um, so, um, several Hello Kitty TV series, TV what? series targeted toward children have been produced. Yes, they have. There have been two um, theme parks based on Hello Kitty in Asia. So, Hello Kitty's everywhere, basically. Are you getting that? From what I've, I have caught that. I'm okay. wondering I'm wondering what Hello Kitty has to do with anything. Well, I'm glad you asked, because in 1999, Brandy, okay. one year before Y2K, sure. a nightclub hostess was kidnapped and tortured in an apartment in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. She died over a month later. So she was kidnapped and tortured for a month. Right, and died. Either Now, they don't... They, she either died by a drug overdose or at the hands of her abductors. She was decapitated. That means her head was cut off. Thank you. And her head was crammed into a large Hello Kitty doll. Thus, the case became that is known... awful. It is awful. The case became known as the Hello Kitty murder, Brandy. Murder. And that's hello with an A. Hola. Hola Kitty murder. Okay, so that's tragic. Would you not agree? I would. All right. 
So we're on the same page. The detectives were skeptical, Brandy. When a pretty 14-year-old girl turned up at the police station in Hong Kong in May of 1999, claiming that she had been haunted by the ghost of a woman whose head, who, who she had helped tortured, kill, and butcher a year earlier. Well, good. She deserves She was that. having nightmares over this Aww. sort of thing. She's only 14 years old. Well, Young lady. Yeah. Well, she should. You still know better. But when, her, when they followed up, uh, f- police followed up on her claims and visited a third floor apartment in Hong Kong's Shopper's Paradise, Granville Road. You ever been on Granville Road? No. In Hong Kong? No. Think the colonel has? Probably. He probably goes over there and does some uh, faith healing. Yeah. So they follow up on his claim, Brandy, and they have covered what many police and lawyers consider one of Hong Kong's most sordid and revolting crimes in its history. Is it sordid? Sordid. Sordid. And... And revolting. And revolting. In their whole history. And you know, there's That's been, been a long history. sordid and revolting crimes taking place in Hong Kong. Sure. Big city. Yes, it is. Old. Old? Right. Now, a story that reveals Hong Kong's... Uh, a, a story that reveals a Hong Kong most people would not recognize. It's a story where of uh, Hong Kong where gangsters rule. The world of money, sex, and drugs, Brandy. There's a group called the Triad, which makes up most of Hong Kong's organized crime syndicate. Triads. So that's kind Triads of, are scary. That's kind of their... Uh, mob, mobsters, yes. mob, mafia, the triads. triads are fucked up. They're scary. Well, there's usually three, first of all. Well, I think there's more than that. Well, I'm saying there's three within the triad. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's the name. Thus. Okay, now are you at the edge of your seat, Brandy, so far? Completely. All right. So, a brutal city, Hong Kong, without moral order, watched over by a super cute cat with no mouth that agrees with everything you do. Of course, we're referring to... Hello, kitty. Yes. Melody. Now, we've changed her name. To protect her. Sure. Had just turned 13 years old when she decided she had had enough of her childhood, Brandy. Well, as 13-year-olds are wont to do. She loathed her slum estate home. She lived in a slum. Okay. She hated her bossy older brothers. Everybody does. And argued constantly with her parents. Yeah. Young girl. Sounds like every 13-year-old in the world. Mm-hmm. Probably rolled her eyes a lot, I would say. I bet she did. So just before Lunar New Year in 1998, do you celebrate Lunar New Year a lot? Every other year. Okay. She ran away from home, Brandy. Kind of sad. I'm sure her parents were concerned. Later, she would tell police that she found herself sitting in a daze in a cheap restaurant, praying that someone would come along and change her luck. You know, the Chinese really believe a lot in luck, Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. So, luck is... If I had a dime every time I... Woke up dazed in a restaurant waiting for somebody to come along and change. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wouldn't need anybody to come change my life. You'd have a lot of dimes. I'd have a lot of dimes. 
All right, the 18-year-old who sat down at her table certainly did just that. Changed her luck, Brandy. Okay. Later, a Hong Kong court would hear about their meeting. It was a disastrous conjunction of two human beings, the most disastrous conjunction of two human beings ever imagined, Brandy. Well, I doubt that. That was hyperbole. I, I see, but I doubt that that's true. He wore a fake black Armani suit, gold neck chain. Yes. A gold ID bracelet, Brandy. Baller. Hello, he said. My name is Lu Guan Lun, but my nickname is Gangsta. Yeah, it is. So Lu Guan Lun, Gangsta. Nickname Gangsta. Gangsta. Melody, fourteen-year-old girl, became smitten. Brandy. Yeah, for Pete's sake. She likes the bad boys. She likes the fake Armani. (laughs) Well, who doesn't? Melody and Gangster became lovers that night, Brandon. Gangsta. Lovers that night. Lovers. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Over the next year, visiting her parents only occasionally, in school hardly at all, 13-year-old Melody embraced the neon and plastic world of love hotels. As we all do. I was going to say, you probably embraced that world. Let's not throw stones from your glass house. (laughs) Love hotels. Let's not throw stones. She went to nightclubs, Brandy. They went to karaoke bars with names like Big Spender, Golden Boss, and the Silver Turbo Dragon. Yeah. So she was having the time of her life. It's sort of like that Poison song. um, Fallen Angel? Yeah, Fallen Angel, where she... Steps off the bus, you know, out into the city streets. Just a small town girl. Are you kidding me right now? With her whole life packed in a suitcase by her feet, Brandy. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. One night in the Big Echo karaoke bar, because you know karaoke bars are big in Asia. Yes. You get laid in karaoke bars over there. All righty. Gangsta introduced Melody to his triad big brother. So, and this triad big brother's name was Chan. Okay? That's not narrowing it down. He was a ruthless 34-year-old pimp, Brandy. He was a loan shark and a drug dealer. He's big pimping. He said to Melody, you must come to my place and stay. Now, this was Melody's introduction to the triad, Brandy. Okay. So now, she is... Introduced to the underworld of Hong Kong. Sure. Now, let me tell you about Chan's place. He had a seven-room apartment, Brandy. Uh, above Kulun's famous shopping street, Granville Road. It's like where you go to buy. It's kind of like Fifth Avenue, I guess. It, it was perfect. It had a beautiful view. It contained everything you ever needed. Uh, cable TV. Video games. Check. PlayStation. Check. Hollywood movies. Check, check. Hong Kong movies. Check. Sex movies. Word. And lots and lots of drugs. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hugs, Brandy. Yeah! It turns out that Chan was a big collector of Hello Kitty merchandise. Of course he was. Because he was gangsta. He's badass. No, he's not gangsta. Gangsta's gangsta. A gangsta's gangsta. But this is the guy in the triad. He had Hello Kitty shit. Huh. Yeah, see, I just don't see John Gotti with Hello Kitty shit. Well, maybe you don't know his life. Yeah. He probably displayed it throughout his apartment. This is Chan, not, sure. not uh, John Gotti. Uh, it had, he had Hello Kitty curtains, Hello Kitty bed sheets, Hello Kitty kitchenware, and Hello Kitty dolls. So uh, Chan here, the godfather, he was pretty big on Hello Kitty, wouldn't you say? I would. Chan used the apartment as an operations center for loan sharking, pimping, Pirate porn. I like pirate porn. Have you ever watched pirate porn? Except the peg legs. The peg leg and the parrot throws me off. Yeah. So this guy was, you know, this apartment was decked out. He had all kind of cool stuff. Pirate porn. And, of course, he had drugs. Mostly a, a drug known as ice, Brandy. What is Methamphetamine. that? Methamphetamine. Lots and lots of ice. Oh, so we had meth. Yes. Okay. Lots and lots of it, Brandy. Well... Ice doesn't blow your mind, mind you. It dissolves it. According to former users, of course, uh, you know, we probably find a few of them on our Facebook group. Oops. According to uh, them, uh, it's a bad drug, Brandy. It's a bad, bad drug. It's meth. Yes. Uh, when you smoke the drug, you do not feel much of anything. You're, it's very disorienting. Disorienting. Uh, you get a rush. Uh, as you do with other drugs such as heroin or ecstasy or cocaine. You've tried ecstasy? No. Me neither. I was I, I, I missed that. I was too old, I think, for that. Because it's like a young... They had like a window where it was really popular, right? You know what? It's just, that's one of those things like it's cut together. Yeah, so you like your drugs pure, is that what you're saying? Well, I know. It's one of those things like 
I would OD the first time. It's the same reason I don't do cocaine or heroin or anything. Yeah. Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, me so too. So I for sure would overdose or... Yeah, I can't know, even, you know, just I can't even sli- a slice a piece of pie, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I would have a hard time cutting heroin or anything. Um, the effects are subtle, ho, however, in this uh, with this uh, ice. Energy levels rise. Body strength increases. Conversation flows, Brandy. I bet it does. Mm-hmm. Kind of like having the colonel around. Quickly. Maybe it's, maybe he's on ice, the colonel, because his conversation t- sort of flows. Before <laughs> long, you feel more than sober. You feel razor sharp, Brandy, super strong. Uh, you feel like you're a king or a queen in your case. I already feel that way. And you are deluded, Brandy. Well, usually. Your body temperature... Your heartbeat, your blood pressure, all have risen to extreme levels. It's sort of like uh, Red Bull, only more so, I guess. I would say. I drank six Red Bulls one time, and I could not, I didn't, my eye was bouncing off the walls. Dumbass. If the room seems brighter and your vision seems more intense, it's because your pupils are dilated and your central nervous system is speeding up. Huh. I don't need that, Brandy, in my life. Well, no, you don't. No. I just need to slow my nervous system down. Speed it up is not a good thing. If, you're, if you feel, um, you, you, you won't feel much pain. It's because the drug soaks your brain with the feel-good feel good chemicals, Brandy. I do like that. Dopamine and serotonin. Serotonin. You are becoming dangerously unbalanced at this point, Brandy. One user quoted in Hong Kong go- in a Hong Kong government report on the effects of uh, methamphetamine says, quote, When I'm iced, all the normal rules of society slip away. Everything is so simple. I just want sex and violence, and I don't care how I get it. I'm a PlayStation superhero, and the world is my video game. Unquote. That's how a uh, methamphetamine methamphetamine user describes the effects of the drug. Feels like a PlayStation hero, Brandy. Like Laura Croft or someone of that ilk. What do you think about that? I don't know. Okay. Well, tell us what happens next. Because right now I feel like I've got the audience on the edge of their seat and bringing it all to you to really... Tell the story. Yeah. All right. So for the 23-year-old victim, Fan Magni, yes, also known as Amap, the real world was also a place to avoid. Abandoned as a child, Amap was raised at Ma Tawai's <laughs> girls' home. I want to say your Chinese is very impressive. Clearly. Yeah. You must. Duh. Have you ever ordered... General Tao. No, I've no. never done that. All right. I just thought you were very familiar. You seem very, seems like Chinese flows when you're speaking. It's like it's your second language or something. It sounds so natural. I wish it was. Yeah. By her mid-teens, she had settled into a life of petty crime, prostitution, and drug addiction. You know, we got a lot of requests uh, for the colonel and I to sing uh, Midnight Train to Georgia again in the future episode. I don't think you did. 
Um, most of her relationships were with her clients, and invariably, their chief components were sex, money, power, and violence. Her husband, in quotes, uh, was also a drug addict. They met while she was working as a dancer in the Empress Karaoke Nightclub in May of 1996, and she gave birth to a son two years later. Neighbors at their Kwai Chung home complained to reporters of being kept awake by the sounds of domestic violence. See, I hate being woken up by domestic violence. Should they just keep it quiet for you? You, you really, I mean, be considerate of your neighbors. You're going to, you know, if you're going to be violent, keep it down. We don't approve of violence either way, but if you're going to be violent, don't wake me up. Right. Because you have to be up here at 4 o'clock. I got at 4.30 every morning. I know. Amat met the man who would preside over her torture, death, and dismemberment in 1997 while she was working as a prostitute in the inappropriately named Romance Villa. Why is that inappropriately named? It's a Hong Kong brothel. Not much romance. I've been in a Hong Kong brothel before. Not much romance in the Romance Villa. I don't know. I bring flowers. Chan was a regular client, and the pair often indulged in long sex and ice binges together. But when Amop stole Chan's wallet, dumbass, containing $4,000, she made a mistake that would cost her life. Yeah, never steal a member of the triad's wallet. They don't like that. No. And although Amop paid Chan back the $4,000 plus another $10,000, the loan shark, as loan sharks do, demanded a further $16,000 in interest. Jesus Christ. You know, with global trade, I mean, interest goes up. It goes up exponentially. Yeah, I think yeah, he's just making a, numbers that's up. Like a, you know, that's like 600% interest. Yeah. On March 17, 1999, Chan ordered his two accomplices, Long Xing Cho. He's just being a prick at this point. Yeah. And gangster, gangsta, gangsta, to abduct Amop from her home. The plan was to hold her at the Granville Road apartment and put her to work as a prostitute and take all her earnings until her ever-increasing debt was paid, which would be never. Right, because she's paying interest. It's like she yeah. can never get it paid off. But she the plan gone. had a fatal flaw. A disfigured, battered, and bruised prostitute does not attract customers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's got a point there. And for the three triads living in the apartment high on ice, torturing Amat was just too much fun. Is it really fun, that much fun? I don't think so. I don't think it'd be fun. She's a child. Yes. 13-year-old Melody would later tell the court they beat her all the time. They beat her when they were bored, and they beat her for laughs. From time to time, 14-year-old Melody would join in. Despite saying that she liked Amop and got on well with her, she recounted in court how she burned and hit her with the others. Yeah. Why did she do it? Well, she told the court, her face blank, her voice flat and devoid of emotion. I did it for fun, just to see what it was like to hurt someone. Not a no. psychopath at all. Nice. This so, story becomes takes a dark turn here. It becomes like this... Uh, Sylvia Likens kind of thing. Sylvia Likens, exactly. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. Sometimes her tormentors would make Amap laugh out loud and pretend to be happy while she was being beaten. It was a game they played, said Melody. If she didn't pretend to be happy, they would beat her harder. They told her to laugh and smile while they burn her. It was a fun atmosphere. The apartment's kitchen became a torture arsenal. 
Between them, they found between them they found a use for almost every appliance and condiment. They set drinking straws alight, held down fan, and dripped melted plastic on the soles of her feet until her skin blistered oh and oozed God. pus. When they tired of that, they lit her feet directly, then uh, beat them with a stick. Chili oil was poured on her wounds, oyster sauce thrown on her face. She was made to drink oil. She was beaten with water pipes. She was beaten with metal bars. <sighs> Often the men would urinate on her face or into her mouth, beating her oh when she failed God. to swallow their urine. <sighs> on, yeah, another, on another occasion, for a laugh, the 13-year-old Melody defecated in a shoebox and the men made Amap eat it. Uh. Sometimes, it, you, know, some, you know, sometimes, I mean, I know these are grown men, but that girl's kind of young. One of the, one of the collaborators, kind of young. It can be really mean, man. I mean, kids can, I mean, these are, the two adults are mean, but I mean, even kids can be cruel. Yes. Sometimes when there was nothing on television, they would string up Ah with electrical wire, hang her from a hook on the ceiling and beat her with iron bars. Oh, my then, having grown bored, they would leave her hanging there overnight. Towards the end of Amav's la- life, she would be left to drift in and out of consciousness, either on the floor or, t- or tied up while her tormentors went off to play video games. She was broken and playing with her wasn't as much fun after that, said Melody. But we carried on anyway. There wasn't anything else to do. Sounds like they were just bored. They torture her out of boredom. Perhaps the only aspect of this case more disturbing than Melody's testimony is its reportage in Hong Kong's mass market papers. All of the newspapers ran the story on the front page and all of them show similar images. First, there's the court-issued photo of, photo of Amap holding a child. Her eyes are tired, her face is drawn, she is not sexy. But next to the, news, but next to the newspapers, ha- but next news ha- the newspapers have other pictures, weirder pictures. These have been generated on a computer and show a very different victim. Here, Amop is the kind of thin-armed, pert-breasted, chisel-cheeked cyber babe found in any Japanese video game. She has the body of an Asian Laura Croft, only here, of course, she is bound with duct tape and being subjected to a brutal sadism. The newspaper story says you're looking at a representation of a real event. Girl eats shit and drinks piss, says the banner headline, with a computer image beneath it shows just that. This is a newspaper. Right. Yeah. Yet, really, they might as well be stills from graphic novels, probably, is what you meant to say. The chief prosecutor was quoted as saying, this case has taken my breath away. It's the ugliest and evilest case I can remember. It's not just the facts that are grim, but the characters involved. They seem to be completely without any normal human emotion. When asked what he thinks happened to the the minds of Amop's torturers, he replies, I think they went mad without realizing it. Living together in that flat, high on drugs, they started to believe their world was normal. They had only themselves against which to measure their sense of human decency. Torture became a game for them. In their twisted minds, it became acceptable. Yeah, so they was like in their own little world or become delusional. Well, yeah. You know, at the same time, yeah. Sure. Uh, 
One day, after the torture had been going on for almost a month, Melody woke up and found Amop dead. She had spent the previous couple of days in the bathroom floor and, ignored, had passed away overnight. They talked about what to do with the body all afternoon but were unable to come up to a decision, so Amop was left on the floor. In the evening, they went out to play more video games in a nearby arcade. Melody told the court, then we came back and fell asleep. The corpse stayed where it was. The next day, Chan, steeled by another ice binge, gathered his men. Now she must be destroyed, he told them. She will go into thin air. In a gruesome 10-hour operation that followed Amop's corpse, or that followed, sorry, Amop's corpse was lifted into a bathtub and cut up. Chan himself cut off the head with a wood saw while his triad underlings stripped and bagged the flesh, storing it in the refrigerator. Melody recalls being woken to find her boyfriend handing her a plastic bag containing Amop's butchered intestines. He told her, go cover them in hot water to stop them smell. Later, while Lu Xing Cho was cooking the head, he called Melody over. Come here and take a look, he said. No, I'm scared, said the teenage girl. Just pretend you're watching television, he said. So she did and told the court. When I looked in the pot and saw the skull boiling, I thought he was right. It looked like the one we saw in a film. In the middle of the nasty-ass production line, they broke for lunch. The head was still boiling on one burner while the while they cooked noodles on the other. Oh my God! The same spoon. I be thinking about food at that. The point. same spoon was used to serve both pots. Ugh. Once the head was boiled down to the skull. Chan, who took the initiative of hiding it inside the giant Hello Kitty mermaid doll. Once Melody confessed to the police, they quickly investigated, found Fan's remains, and arrested three men for her murder. A 30-day trial proceeded that, sh- proceeded that shocked the conscience of the court. On the last day of trial, when the verdict comes in, manslaughter, not murder. The jury chose manslaughter because of the possibility that Amop's drug intake contributed to her death. Oh, that's bullshit. <coughs> well, it is. You know, they, they probably <clears throat> would never even got caught him if that girl just didn't no. had nightmares or whatever. The three triad members got life in any case, but are eligible for parole starting in 2019. Oh, next year. Gives us something to look forward sure. to, Brandy. Melody was given immunity for agreeing to testify against the triad members who tortured Pham. After the widespread publicity fans' torture and death received in Hong Kong, no one wanted to buy or rent the apartment from which she had dur- endured horrific abuse. Consequently, the flat sat empty for years, and eventually people decided they didn't want to live in any of the other apartments in the building on Granville Road. Yeah, I can't blame them. I wouldn't want to live in that place. After purchasing the vacant apartment building, which many people believed to be haunted by the spirit of fan, an investor demolished the building in 2012. Yeah. First of all, Melody needs to go and be checked out. Melody's yeah. got A, got some Stockholm Syndrome, and B... Yeah, that's she's pretty disturbed herself. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it had she not had a little guilt, I guess, or was having nightmares or whatever, they probably wouldn't... I mean, it's a prostitute... You know, right. not no one's Nobody's out looking look, for. Her. No one's looking for. Her. She, that that murder probably went unsolved. How gross! It Ugh. is gross. 
All right, Brandy, your final thoughts on the Hello Kitty murder. I, I, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, I don't have any real final. It thoughts. was not a good. One. It kind of reminded me of Sylvia Likens, though. A lot. Yeah. Okay, we would like to thank all of our wonderful uh, folks who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history tweets where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Oh, just a wee tiny bit. Yes, Brandy's going to give a shout out to all of you wonderful people who support us on Patreon. It means everything to us. Thank you. It does. Thank you so much. Jim Seabright, Andrew Scamell, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stratford, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Per Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's Mum, Erica Kenny, Hiro, The Comeback Podcast, uh, LK Barr, Anut, I'm sure I screwed that up, sorry, Reen, Marissa Albanese, Bridget Clavey, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben Derbovich, Ursula, uh, Clark and Diane Trowbridge. Clark, hey. happy birthday today. Yes, happy birthday, Clark. Beth Ann Wallen, Michelle Johns, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, Leanne Flanagan, Julie Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, the girls from They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, uh, The Pleasing Terrors Podcast with Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Eddington, uh, The History Goes Bump Podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Jahara, Elise, and, or, I'm sorry, Alicia and Chip Mincy, uh, Marika Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, Shelley Garrett, Carol Elise, Kristen Malachinsky, Adam McWaters, uh, The Rants and Reasons Podcast, Paula Kimes, The Vanish Podcast, Canadian True Crime Podcast, Charlie from Insight, Angela Santos, Lydia Wassum Fisher, Kim Stroop, uh, Nicole Adams, Mon, Mon, Ron, I don't even know, Monastrio, that's how it's written, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Cheryl Weldon, Lady Beverly, uh, let's see, we got a couple new ones, Chris Lane and Veronica Moreno, uh, Rudy the Wonder Dog, <laughs> And Miss Dottie. Thank you all for your wonderful support. We love you. Um, Brandy, we've got uh, uh, DweebCon coming up in October. We do. We would love to invite everyone to Cincinnati for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. For more information on that, please join our Facebook group at History Dweebs, the podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 